ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. We today are one step away from apocalypse. The world is ending, and joining me to discuss the penultimate X-Men movie at this point in time is, again, one Mr. Alex Duwehi. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Nathan. I think this is... Uh... I was on the show last week, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're... The Wolverine? Yes. So we're... I'm two for two? Two for two, right? There you two go. in a row. Or I'm getting back into the swing of things. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, good sir. Thanks and you. a good movie to discuss today. We'll be discussing X-Men Days of Future Past. I love this movie. It's a good movie. Yes. And I was on a, a big hiatus after um, X-Men 3 came out. Mm. Just, I don't know. Left a bad taste in my mouth. I actually saw Days of Future Past before I saw First Class. Um, so... You know, this, I mean, even the characters were all new to me for the very first time I saw this movie, and I just absolutely loved this movie. This is probably my favorite one. Awesome. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There is a foregleam, a mere <laughs> <Done>. taste, <laughs> a mere taste of what Alex has to say about this film. But before we get too far in, let's travel back in time just a little bit. What you been up to this week? This week? Oh, man. Um,. It just seems like every day goes by and I do absolutely nothing. But I'm actually getting a lot of stuff done around the house, I feel well, like. So that you're 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 entertaining yourself in a way by keeping yourself busy with housework and I know exactly how that feels. But in terms of watching movies, TV shows and catching up and video games being current with the, you know, the entertainment world. Uh-huh. I feel like a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Me too a little I, bit. I actually do see dust on my Xbox. Like it's really <laughs> sad. Um but yeah, just getting stuff done around the house. Um, you know, we're still in our little horror kick. I'm actually walking uh, my your, wife. Can you say that again? Your little what kick? Hor horror kick. Okay. Horror <laughs> kick. Uh, I'm actually walking. Molly's never seen the uh, the Saw movies, so we're actually going through the Saw movies right now. Um, She's never saw them, or she never <laughs> saw them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. Uh, yeah. She's never. She never saw them. So. <laughs> We are watching them now. Um, pretty gruesome. I, I feel like because they're so gory, I've been eating less. And I actually feel like I'm losing weight from these movies because they're so it's gory. It's a good thing. Yes. I, I just, I mean, it, I mean, it's not a good thing. But in the movies, not a good thing. But uh, the movies are actually pretty entertaining. I've been entertained by them. I think they have a, a decent storyline outside of the gore and horror. So that's it. Still have yet to play some Destiny. <laughs> um, but, you know. It'll come in time, I'm sure. In time, all good things yeah. come. What about you? Nothing. Literally. Nothing? Are okay. you kidding? So I've been able to catch up on The Flash and Arrow. Good. Most of those uh, comic book TV shows, because the seasons are ending at this point. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to catch up with most of them. Oh, good. I still I'm only a watched. season behind on both of those. so They'll they be go... on Netflix soon, probably. Yeah, do they go on, on uh, hiatus for, what, until the end of the year, or...? September, September, I think, usually. Okay, so I might be able to catch up on those. Yeah, because be I think usually before they come back on, they'll be on Netflix maybe a month or two before the new season starts airing. Okay. So maybe by, you know, August, at the, maybe August, you'll be able to see them on Netflix. Awesome. So been catching up on those uh, via good old-fashioned Hulu. This is not an endorsement of Hulu, but, hey, it works for me. And uh, there's a Gotham's not – I haven't caught the season finale of that or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm caught up to all the shows, I think, to the last episode of the season. So next week, maybe I'll give a little bit of a roundup of what I thought about the seasons in general. But sure. just like a, a spoiler-free thought process. Sure. 
But that's all I've been really able to do is watch some of that stuff, catch up on there. Haven't watched any movies other than Days of Future Past, and I wasn't able to really watch it in my full enjoying experience anyway. Mm. I kind of watched it on my phone because, you know, life happens. I'm yeah. buying and selling a house right now, and I actually yeah. have an accepted offer and a contract pending to buy a house and to sell my house at the same time. So I got Damn. all kinds of paperwork going on back yeah, and forth. Yeah, you got a bunch of stuff moving around you, too, so mm-hmm. that's... Uh... It is what it is, right? It is what it is, and just that keeps me busy. You know, the whole process Absolutely. is just very time-consuming. But um, once you know the dust settles a little bit from this, and we just get things time, and we're just waiting, I'll be able to get caught up, hopefully, on a lot of my gaming that I've been missing. Yes. And join my friends on Xbox. Maybe I'll see you online at some point. We'll see. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> you might have to hold your breath because the dust. I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> true. It causes me to, you know, sneeze and cough around there. Mm-hmm. Sneeze box. Sneeze box. <laughs> anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, other than that, I mean, honestly, it's just been kind of a, a quiet week, just trying to catch up with things, man. It's just been busy. Yeah. Like you. Like a lot of people that I know have just been busy recently, so. we got to get ready for the summer, right? We want to have an enjoyable summer. We want things to be done around the house. We want it to be nice and clean. Uh, you know, or, or, or we just move, mm-hmm. you know. That's a good clean, way to I clean. Move. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's been busy, but I, I don't want to delay this any further. Okay. Join me, Alex. Let's talk about X-Men Days of Future Past. Now, did you watch the traditional theatrical cut, or did you watch the Rogue cut? I believe I watched the Rogue cut. So Rogue was in this movie more than at the yes. last scene. Yeah. Okay. So I watched the same version. Okay. That released a couple of years ago, I think, maybe a year after the actual release of mm-hmm. Days of Future Past, and uh, it includes obviously Rogue. Mm-hmm. She's in this movie. Uh, she plays more of a plot point, and it's interesting because let's just talk about the scenes that are that I believe are the ones that are added to the Rogue cut that aren't a part of theatrical. It's Bobby going to the X-Mansion, where they're keeping Rogue, and Magneto and Charles go there as well, Professor. Yep. And they go, and Bobby dies, supposedly. I mean, pretty sure he's dead. We don't know what timeline, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that in that particular timeline, right. the bad future timeline, Bobby dies, and Magneto and Charles get away with Rogue, and there's a little piece of the, the arm that traces them back to where they were hiding. Uh-huh. Which makes sense as to why they might find them, because in the theatrical version, I think they just found them kind of by happenstance in a way, maybe. Uh-huh. But this will actually say, oh, hey, there's a reason for them to go, you know, find them where they are because of this piece. Right. So that was nice. I liked that piece. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, again, this is a comic book movie, but I don't think that Rogue and... Kitty could seamlessly transfer, keeping him back in time, like that. I think there would be a bit of a jarring shake in 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 Wolverine's head. Yeah, we'd get more of that scene where he's in the um, kind of like the the it looks like a conference room, right, mm-hmm. where Trask is pitching to the generals, and he, he kind of goes in and out and kind of faints. I think it'd be more kind of that effect if they were transferring, because yeah. it, it wouldn't be a steady connection. Right. But so other than that, I mean, that was fine. Uh, it is what it is. The Little story between, oh, where'd Bobby go? When he, she gets back, it's like, he didn't make it or whatever. And she's like, oh. oh. 
I mean, that's just what it is, but I think that's the main difference is, oh, and also Mystique goes to the X-Men mansion where she didn't in the theatrical cut. Mm. So that was the other difference. So do we know why they made a rogue cut or why they chose to cut her out of the movie in general? I haven't really honestly looked into the I haven't the looked into it either, yeah. I just, um, I Interesting. mean... It, it, it seems like at least, you know, finding the arm and kind of tying in that story point wouldn't have been that big of a deal to actually add to the, you know, original movie, mm-hmm. um, the theatrical cut. But I don't know. Other than that, the lack of uh, emotion, I guess, from Anna Paquin didn't really add to... The lack of emotion from Anna Paquin? You mean she didn't she didn't do anything for you yeah, in this movie? statement of the year, right? <laughs> Our ob- most obvious statement. Um I mean, you're such a fan. I just, yeah. I guess it didn't really add much, so I understand why some of the things weren't in the theatrical cut. I guess I just don't understand the point of making the row cut. I think it was just to, they had all these extra scenes that they shot, and then yeah. I think for the theatrical version, they just cut them out for yeah. time. And this is just kind of an extended version or a way to do it, or a way to get people like me to buy this new movie. Had to be something with screen time, maybe, and paying her a certain amount. Well, I don't know if necessarily that's the case, because they shot the scenes with her. Whether or not they use it, she still gets paid. Oh, she does. Okay. I think that's how it works. All right. I don't know. I'm not in Hollywood. <laughs> I just watch what they do. I just <laughs> trying to trying to rationalize it, I guess. Yeah. But but this movie in general, it was based on a comic storyline, and in the it's completely different from the comics, obviously, because yeah. in the comic, Kitty goes back. But here, Kitty transports Wolverine back. Mm-hmm. So, Why do you think that is? I mean, I know they use the thought process. He is the only one that can physically make the trip without being torn apart. His body can heal himself. Mm-hmm. I think they just wanted Hugh Jackman to yes. play a more central role in yes, this movie. Absolutely. And, I mean, the X-Men movies kind of revolve around him in general. So He's been in every single one so far, I in believe. In a prominent role. Not except, a prominent role. Except for First Class. First class. He's just like the cameo appearance. Right. Which that's what we were kind of expecting with Apocalypse now. So maybe slowly phasing out, you know, the the big character in X-Men. Yeah. Who do you think that the next person is to kind of take over that, the Wolverine mantle, the, the, the recognizable character that people latch onto? Do you think it's Mystique? Uh, or, or do you think that, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is a big star. She probably won't want to sign on for these movies they uh they signed a huge star in jennifer lawrence uh to take over the role of mystique and maybe some of the timeline changes that they made in days of future past will put her in more of a a positive role as opposed to a a magneto follower where we see her in the original x-men movie Mm -hmm. um that would be my guess and you know they have this this strong tie that they uh they put in days of future past that ties her to charles xavier you know being childhood friends um I think it would be her. I, I, I really don't see any of the other characters uh, that we've seen so far. They may introduce like a young Storm, a young Cyclops, or you know some other new ones. Into, young Scott. Yeah, young Scott, into um, a better actor maybe. Hopefully, well, because we see in Days of Future Past, we see his older brother Alex. Right, he's in he's right. in the military camp, mm-hmm. and, and we see him use his uh, use his arm to project his power, but. Um, I just don't see anyone else stepping up, and I I, I think Jennifer Lawrence, you get, you got to use her from this point on, right? Because you signed her, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I I heard that this apocalypse movie is just going to be wrapping up a trilogy, right? So could be. I don't know what long term vision it holds. It's yet to be seen. Obviously, but, next week we'll watch Apocalypse, yeah, and we'll be able to have more information from that point on. Looking forward to it, based on from what we see with this movie, honestly, yeah. because they 
they fixed the timeline with this movie. An Apocalypse, I realize, is set in the 80s. It's not the continuation of the older timeline, which is fine. Yep. Um, but this movie fixed the timeline. It, it, Gene is back at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Scott's still alive. I'm sorry. Um, the professor is there. And, you I mean, you see the, all the characters that died in the movie. They're, they're still there. Yep. So it fixes all that. And I love the fact that Logan is a teacher of history in, in yeah. that timeline. No kidding. And it's just, it's great because I love, you know how I didn't really enjoy X-Men 3. I did catch the podcast. Mm-hmm. Firsthand. <laughs> so you know that I don't really enjoy X-Men 3, but I I hated what they did with the characters and just they ruined it. I saw a glimmer of hope in the Wolverine and mm-hmm. I saw a complete thank you or reversal of, you know, we're, we're sorry, this is actually what we should have done. Brian Singer returns for X-Men Days of Future yep. Past and sets things right the way they should be. Yeah. Obviously... He's just the director. I don't. He may have had a writing credit, but it's but a writer's the job. way that it's directed and the way that the story was handled, I think, is the best possible way to fix this storyline, right? It in so, and in some ways, it doesn't discount any of the previous movies. It just says this is the path that would have been, right. And, you know, you kind of get a darker tone from it. You see the future at the beginning when the Sentinels are attacking. You see how they use a dark Good and dreary. beginning. Yeah, I like that. Awesome beginning. Very, very dark tone. Very, very cool. Very, It's just perfectly done. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they want to continue the X-Men storyline. They want to give us a good backstory and, you know, leading up to the X-Men that we saw. You can't obviously do that continually with the same characters over and over again so we get these new characters that are younger and mm-hmm. you know we get this backstory it's just great um so I like it the backstory that you get when he first sees uh beast hank yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> perfect yeah and i and actually he's no kelsey grammar right well we get him later on we do briefly but um you know he i think he's a good character i i, I think he, I, I think all the new characters are good i love charles xavier um I forget his name. Uh, he was James uh, McAvoy. McAvoy. Yep. Yep. He was in. Um, a lot wanted. Of <laughs> wanted. Yes. yes. There you go. He was great. Um, Magneto's good. Jennifer Lawrence does a really good job of playing Mystique, and I think you know, like you said, I think she's going to be a central character um, in a positive way, and she's a really cool character mm-hmm. to watch just in general. So I, I love the movie top to bottom. So what is your <laughs> We talked a little bit about why I like this movie because, I mean, the story aside, it fixes everything that's wrong. Mm-hmm. The actual story itself, you know, if you think about it from a time travel point of view, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Because technically, I think, I mean, time travel is just theoretical at this point. Right. right. As soon as you were to go back in time, the future would change. Correct. Not go in tandem at the same time. That was just for... A movie purposes. Correct. That wouldn't happen. You wouldn't get like the, oh, we're about to die, oh no, and then everything's okay. Well, see, they built up the whole future based on one moment. Right. It wasn't a series of these little things that would, in essence, if time travel actually existed, it would change this, and then it would change this, and it's not a chain of events. It was one event that set everything else in motion. That's what they made it out to be, and it was at the very end when she had the decision, Mystique, of either killing Trask or not killing Trask and 
Obviously, he didn't die, and because of the sacrifice that she was willing to make for humans, the Sentinel program was effectively canceled. And Trask was put in prison. Right, and then that's why, you know, immediately after that, we see the Sentinels, when they attack the remaining Charles Xavier and the remaining gang disappears, everything's back to normal. You know, happy day. Speaking of happy day, the Quicksilver scene in this movie... I love that. That character is great. He is awesome. You, have you ever seen Evan Peters in, uh, like, American Horror Story? Hmm. He is phenomenal. He's hilarious. He's a great actor. I love the casting. And just the way he plays it is just flawless. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're hinting at the fact that he is in this uh, in this universe. He is going to end up being Magneto's son. Mm-hmm. So that... My dad once, or my mom knew once, knew a guy who could do that. And then we see... The mom, at the very end of the movie, when she sees Magneto on TV, kind of give a look like she may have recognized him. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty exciting. That'd be a good uh, maybe father-son relationship to explore in any of the future movies. Which, um, it sounds like from Apocalypse, they're about to skip ahead about 10 years 80s. in the yep. 80s. So maybe the next movie is in the 90s. Right? If they they need to just animate that movie and make it like the 90s animated TV show and just do that. Yes! That would be <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. Yes. But the character of Quicksilver, I like this Quicksilver better than the Quicksilver in the Avengers universe. By far. By far. And is it just because of the actor, or is it the way that they portray his... Probably both. Yeah. I mean, because the, the actor, I think he, he fits the role perfectly. Mm-hmm. I love the way that when he, like, zips around, he's, like, slowly doing stuff, and he's just paying not... Stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, he's like <laughs> playing Pong and he's going over there. He looks into the license or the registration and everything. He's like, yeah, check that out when you're out the door. You know? And he's like, oh, that's Lila, you know? And then all this stuff... <laughs> it, it's just great. I think the way they wrote him is excellent and the way he was acted was yeah. perfect. Uh, and we get the scene that everybody loves. I think everybody unanimously loves the scene of him when they, when they break Magneto out of the Pentagon prison, which... Mm-hmm. There's a prison in the Pentagon? I mean, it's an office building. So, anyway. Deep underground in the middle right, of the Pentagon. exactly. The most important criminal ever, Magneto. <laughs> so, they they break him out, and then you get the scene where, you know, Charles doesn't have his powers, and Magneto's mm-hmm. like, I can stop them, but I'm going to kill them all. And so... Well, and they use plastic guns. At well, yeah, that but, point, they came in with the plastic guns. Yeah, they can. They have the plastic guns with the plastic or ceramic bullets, whatever mm-hmm. they were. But you can see, like, at that point, Magneto was about to, like, take the knives and everything around there and, like, start killing everybody with him. Yep. Because he could. But Quicksilver, you get that little scene. I, I don't remember the name of the song. Sound of Silence? I don't know. You get, it's it's a great song. It's just kind of <laughs> slow-paced. And he's, like, going so fast, but you see him in slow motions doing stuff, like, mm-hmm. tasting things as he goes by, yep. just moving things around. Giving just, this guy a wedgie, yeah. flipping this guy's hat. <laughs> uh-huh. Taking <laughs> the, it just, it was great. It was a perfect representation and a great representation of that character. Yeah. I I love the the result of all of it and how they just all fall down. Yeah. And then it, they just look, you know, Magneto and Charles, everybody look at each other. And then the well, only one, the only one to say anything to, to Quicksilver is Wolverine's like, good job, kid. Yep. It's, it's, it's like, think about this, right? If you're seeing this in real time, you're about to get shot. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, all the bullets just fly past your head and everybody else just falls down mm-hmm. out of these weird circumstances. It's just hilarious. And it's like, I think at one point when he was running around the wall doing all this stuff, he actually realized, oops, I actually need to move the bullets out of the way before they hit. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't stop time. Mm-hmm. You He's know, fast. you can see the time the moving, moving slowly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But 
that's an awesome power to have. Mm-hmm. Better than the Flash. Better than the Flash? Better than the Flash. I don't know. We haven't. The Flash on TV is really great. We haven't seen a movie representation of the Flash yet, though. That's true. Well, so far, I want Quicksilver's powers. <laughs> Quicksilver is great. We love that character, obviously. Yes. They make mention to Wanda, the the sister that's upstairs, like go upstairs and play with your sister. She bothers me. Mm-hmm. Well, you're bothering me or something like that. You know that they never show her, but Wanda is evidently in the house at some point mm-hmm. too. So, we get those kids, obviously. And I think it's great because there's this meme that was going around uh, when uh, Avengers Ultron came out, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh no, we're being we're being you know metal men are coming to kill us," and then they're like, "Dad, help us!" And it shows a picture of Magneto can't copyright, <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> That's great. So it's just it was if Magneto was in the Avengers universe, you know how cool that would be. Mm. Like, yeah, he's a villain, and he'd be a good villain, you know, he'd because be he's villain. one of those more complex kind of guys where he's not really wrong a lot of the times in what he's thinking but the way he goes about it is misguided but i mean the moral i guess that he's trying to accomplish is fair he wants his race to live Mm -hmm. but um but then he goes a little far and wants them to dominate he does yeah (laughs) (laughs) so other characters that are new in this movie you get in the in the future side because that's where all the new characters are are like blinks warpath bishop and you get more with Iceman. You finally see Iceman kind of really it's be cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And I don't know who the Pyro person is, um, but it's not Pyro because he was... Sunspot. Sunspot, okay. So those are just some new characters that are introduced in this movie. Colossus has a bigger role now. And that was kind of crazy when he gets, like, pulled apart. So the, I mean, the fight between How do you pull apart those... organic steel? I don't know. <laughs> but the fight between all, like, the Sentinels and the mutants, mm-hmm. like, all of those fights were actually really well done and really yeah. cool because... I mean, you could kill everybody. You could show the Sentinels winning. Just That just shows how beefy they are and how mm-hmm. scared that everybody should be of them because they can transform into whatever to fight you. It seems like something like that, like the Sentinels are, are super OP, right? Ridiculous. How are there so many of them? It seems like there'd be some kind of material manufacturing process or a monetary restriction that would either limit the amount of, you know, the, the amount of sentinels that they can make, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we don't have enough material. We don't have enough uh, uh, genes to do this. We don't have enough money to, you know, fund these things. And then at the very end, when they release them out of these crates, it's like in the hundreds, mm-hmm. just in this one location. Now, obviously, they had to have known that, you know, perhaps Charles Xavier and the rest of the mutants were there, right? So they just sent the house. But... I understand. If there's that many of those Sentinels walking around, they have the ability to adapt, and they can do that much damage. I mean... It reminds me of the Borg a little bit in Star Trek, how they can adapt. Yeah. I mean, Blink, I think, was a really cool character, because, like, that's probably the only power that you can get, you know, not be... uh, If you're against Sentinels, that's, like, the only one that you can't use it against her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it took them, like, a while to actually get to kill her, because... She was able to just teleport stuff around. Mm-hmm. And the way that she could do it, too, was really cool because we, we've played games before, you know, where you're like a like sniper portal. window. Yeah, like Portal. Exactly. Or there's like a sniper window where you're just sniping at guys. And yep. She created a, a sniper window for Bishop just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Or the Colossus to have him fall to mm-hmm. get that momentum so he can hit him harder. Yep. It's just, it, it's just perfect. Um, good use of that character. Very good use of that character. I wish we would maybe get to see her a little bit more and 
some of these. Uh, well, we still could. I mean, she yeah, could be absolutely. in the in an upcoming movie. You never know. She looks pretty young. She might have to. It might be like an after X Men Last Stand where she, uh, you know, plays more of a central role. But I mean, nonetheless, that feature is ridiculously <laughs> scary. Excuse me. That's okay. Bless you. That future is ridiculously scary, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sentinels are pretty much indestructible. Right. There's obviously an unlimited number of them. I mean, even Magneto and Tri- all of them together can't even stop them. Mm-hmm. So. And I mean, you got a pretty cool display with Magneto too, like taking the ship and just throwing it out there and blowing it up and mm-hmm. stopping everything except one that did stab him. Yeah. Magneto in this movie, he his display of power in the past, when he was able to. He was doing it all at the same time where he picked up the big stadium. Yeah. And he was controlling the Sentinels at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge task to, to do, right? <laughs> yeah. So you look at what he's able to do there and the power that he has. It was really cool. The future Magneto didn't do quite as much, but he did some pretty neat stuff, too. I mean, do you think that's because of old age? Might be. I mean, because in this movie, man, he is looking pretty old. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last time we really got... To, we saw him in the Wolverine. He looked decently old there. But in future or last stand, he was not looking as old as he is now. Right. So I do like the the brotherhood relationship between Charles and yep. Magneto, especially that you see in the future because, you know, they come to the realization, like, all these years fighting. Mm-hmm. We're stupid. So hopefully the timeline fixed some of that too, right? Some Magneto might still, you know go off and, and, and do his own thing and kind of get carried away at times. But I'd like to think that, you know, when it comes down to things like this, they're they're standing with each other. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a movie continuing on in the future storyline. Mm-hmm. With those two characters being a central role? Yeah, Eric but I mean, Charles. yeah, they, you didn't see Charles or Eric at the mansion, so he wasn't like, you know, they're teaching metallology or something like that. That would have been really cool. That would have been kind of cool, right? But it was... You gotta wonder, like, what's happening in this world? You know, where what happened to Mystique? What happened to all these other characters that we know that were introduced in the past? Yeah, just just and this is why I love this movie. I love it. I might love it more now because we don't know where everything's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But as it stands right now, they fixed everything that was in the in the past. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the characters, I think, it was just shot really well. The characters are, are just phenomenal, the ones that they use and the, and the actors that they chose to play them. And it leaves so much open for interpretation. There's so many different things, exciting things, that they can do from this point on. That's why I love this movie. It mm-hmm. just it does everything all in, what, two hours? I think it was the road kit was like close to two and a half, I think. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, it was a good watch too. Like, I never felt like it was dragging. I never felt like I was like, "Oh, come on, get this over with." I I didn't have that reaction to this no. film at any point that I can remember. In fact, I was engrossed in it. Yep. Quite the opposite. I thought the the timing was pretty much perfect. The pacing was excellent. Yep. Which you can't say like the Wolverine. There were a couple times where I was like, "Eh," but this could be you know Brian Singer bringing that that back in because yeah. the last one he directed was X2, which, again, my favorite of the series. I'm pretty sure X2 is my favorite of the series still. Yeah. So, And we got a lot to look uh, forward to then for Apocalypse because I'm pretty sure he's returning for that as well. Yes. Yes. So from this movie, it feels like we jump, jumped all around because it was future, it was past. We kind of talked about all this the stuff The whole together. movie was jumping around, yeah. right? <laughs> but in this movie, I'm trying to think of 
one scene that really jumps out to me the most, and I think it has to be that climactic scene in the past when Magneto brings the, the stadium and drops everything down mm-hmm. and everything's happening then. It's a really good scene, but I also really like the fight scenes that happen in the future. Everybody seems to get their moment still Yeah. in these movies. And there's two versions of almost every character. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? I even like Storm <laughs> so, in this movie. I didn't yeah. like Storm in the last movie, or in X-Men 3, because she, she was stupid, talking about, oh, you're fine, Rogue, you don't need to cure, you're okay. I kill people when I touch them, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and now she's like, she didn't say any, like, I don't know how many lines that she actually had, but she was actually pretty cool in this movie. Yeah, I mean, her powers are obviously, like, really cool. I and mean, she, she's not a character that, I don't think she's a character that speaks very many words. Doesn't I think need to. Her, yeah, her actions dictate what we need to know about her. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool to see her, and especially working in conjunction with Magneto, right? Mm-hmm. When he, she blew up the ship as he threw it out there, really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, good good teamwork, camaraderie between all the characters that we know and love because we've grown up with them. Even though we all like Magneto to some extent, too, because he's his background and his, his origin is so compelling Yeah, that you can't just put him off as a... Like the, the bad guy in Days of Future, in, uh, in uh, the 60s one, First Class, Mm-hmm. He just wants to watch the world burn. Right. Magneto doesn't want that. Mm-mm. It's different. So he'd be an interesting one to do, especially with this this younger uh, a solo actor. movie. Yeah, an origins movie of Magneto. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be. I would go watch that for sure. Yeah. The next movie that I know that he's starring in is an Assassin's Creed movie. Really. That's kind of bomb. I think I saw the trailer and I wasn't too impressed. Yeah. But it's opening a week after Star Wars. Oh. Definitely going to bomb. Dust on another rug. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, what is, is there anything else you'd like to say about this movie? I like the music. I like the, the pacing, like I said. I like the direction. I like the use of the characters. Really well done. There wasn't too many characters. Um, and everybody kind of got their moment. I like the uh, Peter Dinklage as Trask. I thought yeah. that was actually really good. good. Casting. Yeah. Uh, it, and I love that the, when she goes into his office, she's, she's Mystique is kind of disguises mm-hmm. him. And you see that picture on the wall back there of, of him helping a little child. He's yep. got like, this halo around his head. I'm like, this dude is so self-righteous uh, in a way, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's just the world revolves around him. Mm-hmm. him. And then we got Stryker in this movie, too. Young know, Stryker. Stryker. Very cool. Yep. So, and he I, gets his hands on... Uh, on. Uh, well, he doesn't. That was my uh, mystique at the end. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which yep. I'm wondering why they did that. Because are, are they going to try to say, that? oh, mystique gave him the claws? I wouldn't think so. I don't know. Do we know that when he wakes up in the future, I don't think we see if he has we don't see metal him. claws. Mm-mm. So, so yeah, that could be a left of the chance. You to have play. to give him his metal claws back, right? That's that's Wolverine. Right. So there's something that is just going to be inevitable about the fact that he's has adamantium in it. Yeah. But we do... I'm not, never mind. Never mind. We'll talk about that okay. later. <laughs> so, final thoughts. This feels like we want, we talked quick about this, but this is a good movie. I don't have any complaints really about this, uh, other than I, I do think the theatrical cut is is probably better because it doesn't have Rogue. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's probably a little bit quicker, but like I said, watching the Rogue cut, it was great. It was fine, and if you're gonna watch it, you might as well watch the Rogue cut at this point because it gives you more of a complete story about yeah. what's going on. Yeah, filled in a couple holes there. Uh, okay, so final thoughts, right? Here it is. Ready? If an X Men movie comes out. And Brian Singer's name is not attached to it. Don't go see it. Not true. Matthew Vaughn, first class. One in a million. <laughs> Brian Singer makes these movies the way that they are meant to be made. The the pacing, everything that you're talking about, the way that the character 
are portrayed. Think of X-Men 1, X-Men 2, Days of Future Past. It's Brian Singer. You know, it's kind of funny for him to, on the movie about time travel, that Brian Singer would come back and direct it again. I'm kidding. You know what I think it was? I think he got sick of watching some of these movies and they were destroying what he had started. Because, I mean, this movie from top to bottom feels, it does it not like X-Men 1, X-Men 2. There are like three or four different moments, especially when Mystique was dressed up as uh, Trask. Yeah. It just felt like X-Men 1, just straight up. Mm-hmm. And that's Brian Singer. And I, I, I'm so looking forward to Apocalypse, I can't even tell you. I think it's just going to be, it's a good story to explore, obviously, what's going to be in the 80s. So it'll going to revolve around the younger characters again, which I don't mind. Because yeah. these are the characters that are going to lead the, the X-Men movies for the future. And because they're so young, we could be watching X-Men movies for the next for 40 while. years. I would love to see, as much as I enjoy the X-Men movies as a whole, uh, I would love to see them somehow merge with the Avengers Avengers, universe. yeah. How, how awesome would it be to have Wolverine in an Avengers movie or to have Iron Man come into an X-Men movie? Can you imagine a conversation between Tony Stark and Wolverine? Tony Stark and Logan. <laughs> well, Wolverine's going to tell him specifically like those two actors. Uh-huh. It Wolverine's going to tell him like it is, and Tony will just be like, you know, chatter, chatter, chatter. <laughs> just like whatever I yeah, say. Yeah, I don't think so. Claws or something uh-huh. like that, yeah. Claws? I don't know. This is what popped in my head. They call you Santa? You I'm, got claws? I'm no, I'm no Tony Stark, but <laughs> that'd be really cool. And I, I, I don't know. It, that's got to be on their minds. Maybe uh, it would be cool. It's got to be on their minds. It has to be. Yeah. So this movie, final thoughts, I'd say it's excellent. Have, do you have the numbers by chance of what like the budget was and what they yes, made for this $200 one? $200 million budget, and it did about three quarters of a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Hey, it, was, it, could, it, was successful. it could be better, but you know what, though? Apocalypse is going to crack that billion, I'm telling you right now, and that's going to be off the success of Days of Future Past. Do you think Apocalypse will crack a billion? I do. Has Batman v Superman even cracked a billion? Don't know. I, I mean, can look. That's got Batman and Superman in the title. Uh, it, it's it's be a tough task if it could. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I'm thinking that Days of Future Past definitely gets all the fans back you know what i mean yes and you know we've we've rattled around this uh this theory before is that it's the success of the next movie comes from the one before it Mm -hmm. right so first class did a decent job brought this one up into three quarters of a billion right so now let's i'm gonna try to pull up batman versus superman unless you're already doing that over there i'll try to bring it up here I feel like it didn't get good reviews, and I think that that turned quite a few people away. So I wouldn't be surprised if it just missed the million dollar or the the billion dollar mark. So currently worldwide, it's sitting at eight hundred and seventy. Eight seventy worldwide. Okay, so I mean that's about right. You put Batman and Superman in the same title, they probably had a similar budget, two hundred to. Well, Iron Man three cracks a billion. Him. Yeah, that was an oddball one, right? Because I mean, Iron Man two wasn't even that good. I think it was off of the uh, the Avengers. I mean, like that was the next time you, you saw go. Iron yep. Man after the Avengers, and that I think the first Avengers also cracked a billion. So see, so then it's the success off of that, that yeah. character, that you know, that franchise. So all right, lesson learned. Got to make Apocalypse good because if you keep going on this, each time you make one of these movies, you're making your money back five times. But the problem that we could have now is, okay, we, we enjoy, we're, we're singing Brian Singer's praises at this point. You know, oh, yeah. It's been one and two in this movie, Future Past. And we enjoy Days of Future Past. And now what happens if we go back 
and next week and see Apocalypse, and it's like, <sighs> that wasn't as good as I was expecting because it's with Brian Singer and it should have been better. How, how will that affect our enjoyment of the movie? Just knowing the meta of what we know about the director and all other stuff, how is that going to affect our enjoyment? Are, do you have a higher expectation for that movie than, yes, than you would have? Yes, I do. So when you saw Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. what was your expectation? I was going to decently enjoy it. And so that was now, just based off of, at, at, at the, well, oh, you mean originally when I saw originally. Days of Future Past? Oh, I, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't go in with high expectations. Did you go to the theater to watch it? No. Mm-mm. So you waited for it to come out even? It's just DVD. Like I said, after I, X-Men 3 left a bad taste in my mouth, Days of Future Past was a movie I saw right after that. Um, but it was like, you know, four or five years in between. Before I, so I didn't have high expectations. Maybe that's maybe the, the bar was so low, mm-hmm. and now Ap- Apocalypse is probably going to be a little disappointing from where my bar is. But in terms of the quality of the movie in conjunction with the other ones in the series... Think it's going to be top tier, and I think Brian Singer has a lot to do with that. Just like in any other movie, you find the right director with the right vision that does justice to the characters that you love. That's the most important thing. So, the so vision. let me so let me rephrase it. Just because Brian Singer is not, you know, don't not go see it. Right? It might still end up being a good movie, but just heavily take into account that that director makes it or breaks it. Well put. So next week we will be watching X-Men Apocalypse. So there was a little teaser, obviously, at the end of this movie where you saw Apocalypse making pyramids and people worshipping him and then the four horsemen kind of off in the back. So it was a little cool Mm. teaser. I remember seeing that for the first time at the theater and I was like, oh, it's cool, it's Apocalypse. I mean, because he is a big deal. He is their Thanos. Yes. He He is a big deal. Yep. So, I mean... Again, I don't know if it's going to be a wrap-up of a trilogy from First Class to Days of Future Past to Apocalypse. It might wrap up one segment of a trilogy. Apocalypse is a perfect character to do that with. Yeah. That's the ultimate. That's the big bad. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid you know, the trailers and stuff as much as I can, honestly, with this movie. I just want to go into it and watch it and mm-hmm. hopefully enjoy it. And because there's this big bad, we're going to maybe get to see Charles and Eric on the same side again. Possibly. Which is going to be really exciting. Yeah, I mean, the, the possibilities are there. We'll see how well they execute. That's why, I don't know, in some some scenarios, I wish Days of Future Past just kind of, just let it ride. Just let it ride. Let it, let, it, let it go, just let the imagination, but, you know, in realistic world, we want more. We have to see right. more. Yep. So, Alex, are you on the Twitter? I Yeah, kind of. I mean, I have an account. Okay, it's at D-O-U-E-1-H-1. So, and by he says he has an account, he may not tweet very much, but if you follow him and say, hey, tweet me, maybe he will. I do get an alert on my phone. There you go. So He'll see it. If you keep blowing it up, I might get annoyed and tweet you back. (laughs) Like, gotcha, I heard you. (laughs) And you're on Xbox, right? Yes. When you Uh, actually dust it off. Yeah, I play Destiny. It's at D-O-U-E, or no, no at sign. It's just (laughs) D-O-U-E-1-H-1. Now, did you know that they just recently released a lot of Xbox tags? So if you wanted... Another tag, you could probably go get one that might be more to your liking than... I'm pretty happy with mine. Okay. It's my last name. I know what it is. Okay, and the eyes are ones. Well, what if you wanted the, your actual last name without... No, I like ones. mine. The ones signify 11. I was born on the 11th. Okay. It has meaning. Okay. It's clever. <laughs> I didn't Let know Let me that. keep my tag, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me keep it. <laughs> so, I am on... Twitter, mm-hmm. at Sith Nightmare, S-I-T-H-K-N-I-G-H-T-M-A-R-E. But Twitter, listen to me. If you ever want to 
open up those dormant tags. I want my tag that I deserve at this point <laughs> because I've been telling you every time. I, I my gamer tag is Spider Jedi, mm-hmm. and there's somebody that holds a Spider Jedi uh, Twitter handle who hasn't tweeted like for for years. And so are you saying inactivity? I'll lose my dou e one h one. Possibly. Okay, then. Uh, all right, someone's gonna have to tweet me. Let's get it going. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have some activity on my account. Yeah. So do something. I will say one more thing, real quick. You did tell me that uh, they did release Black Ops for backwards compatibility in Xbox. I did download it. Um, I actually purchased a digital copy of it. But the minute that I purchase it, shows up right in your ready to install section, and I played the crap out of it. So. Bring back fond memories? I did, yeah. I did play a little bit of Xbox. You and Mo, you, sh- you guys should play because Mo loves that game. It doesn't feel like Xbox when I play it, right? It feels like Xbox 360. It, it, I don't know why. It just uh, felt so good. felt so good to play it. So I'm, I'm going to probably do some of the some of the zombies this weekend. Now, you were telling me that when you played zombies before, it was like a legit thing that you would send people home if, they're, if they weren't good enough. Yes. Uh, well, there's only four slots, you see, and I'm going to obviously take up one of those slots because I'm hosting. Right. And so, you know, we take the three best people. You know, if you were the fourth man out, then, you know. Tough luck. Yeah. I mean, and we don't, it's not like it's like, you know, pull up a chair and watch. No, we have to be communicating. We can't have you as any kind of a distraction. Get out. Get out of the house. Don't even go get pizza. You are leaving. No. I mean, you can go get pizza and drop it off, but then get out. <laughs> so, again, you can play with Alex, D-O-U-E-1-H-1 on Xbox Live. If you want to play some Black Ops, hit him up. Zombies only. He say... Zombies only. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? He'll most likely say yes to some zombies. He's, mm-hmm. Are you as good as you used to be? No. Very bad. <laughs> so what it usually is. Let me let me just dust off. Let me flex the muscles a little bit. You gotta go pump shape. some iron. Yeah. Some, move some twi- uh, some sticks around again. Oh, my thumbs are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. All right. So you can reach the show on Twitter at EntertainingPod. You can shoot us an email. Just send it to the Gmail account. That's entertaining at gmail.com. And for next time, we'll be discussing X Men Apocalypse. But that'll do it for us this week. We hope that you have been entertained.